You're listening to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Fantasy Football Frenzy. Fantasy Football Frenzy on FNTSY Radio. Wild Card Weekend in the NFL. Talk a little wild card stuff. Also, I'll give you, I'll reveal, coming up in a few moments, reveal my initial one-man mock draft for the 2018 NFL fantasy football season, the first round, 1 through 12. I put it together last night, so, you know, hopefully we'll get the opinions of the all-in kid and Matt Medica for that one. Yeah. Speaking of, we never got your, you never picked the Jaguars-Bills game yourself. By the way, I have to change mine. I, I, I look back, I did my picks for the Fancy Pros thing. I actually took the Jaguars to cover, so I can change it now and actually think what I think and say 23-10 to 10 instead. All right, I'm going to take the Jacksonville Jaguars over the Buffalo Bills, but the Buffalo Bills cover, I think it'll be a closer game somewhere in the range of 19-16, to 16, about that, Matt. Yeah, that's you. Low scoring game. Four field goals and a touchdown for them. Yep, I see nineteen sixteen. I was I was thinking that as well. I went with the twenty three sixteen for the Bills. I gave them that extra defensive touchdown. The Rams and the Falcons is the interesting one. This the real interesting one this weekend because that Falcon team could have a cakewalk to the NFC Championship game. And I think they can beat Minnesota, but every, I don't think people want to see the Falcons back in the Super Bowl because of. Oh, wait, the Falcons <laughs> could have a cakewalk. Philadelphia is easy. Philadelphia is easy money. If they get past the Rams, they can have a cakewalk to the NFC Championship game because Philadelphia is easy money. You know Philadelphia is easy. The Vikings are the Vi- that's not easy money. The Eagles are six seed. I mean, Falcons right. are six seed. They will go to Philly. Right. What I'm saying but is, I'm saying for the, I'm saying after the Eagles game. I mean, if it's Vikings or Saints or like that's not going to be a cakewalk. No, that's not going to be a cakewalk. It, yeah. what, I think I think I think the Falcons would rather see the Saints in the NFC Championship than they'd rather see the, the Minnesota Vikings. Would you yeah, agree of with course. that? Yeah. Because I feel like they know the Saints, familiar with the Saints, familiar with traveling down to the Bayou and that whole thing, as opposed to going to Minnesota. Just don't throw out the myth. That's not true. I know. There you go right there. But wait a minute. Those, three, they, no. those teams split during the regular season, right? Not, not, uh, well, they did. Yeah. I, just, I just meant like more like okay. I just didn't want you to be like, oh, well, you see somebody, it's always tougher to beat them, blah, blah, blah. That joint is crazy. That joint was wild. When I heard that joint last week, I was like, "No, that is fourteen and five. The team that won no the thirteen and seven. I thought it was fourteen and five. It's thirteen, 13 and seven okay. since nineteen seventy. See, crazy. I would. I kind of curious. I, I would like this. This is nineteen seventy. I would like to see like the last twenty twenty five years to see if it's yeah. any different. At least since nineteen ninety or something. Yeah. Break That's crazy, man. I could have sworn. Well, break it down since 2000. So huh? See how many teams have done that since 2000. Yeah. I'm not going to do it. We <laughs> <laughs> got Florio downstairs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But well, he don't really, you know how Florio is. Let the poor, let the poor fish die. Ted Finn, uh, um, if you don't know by now, sorry to inform you that our, our buddy and our studio mate, Ted Finn, has, um, is no longer with us. We had to um, take him to the. Stall number one in Rockin' Raleigh's the other day <laughs> for a proper <laughs> fish disposal. We come back on the other side. One-man mock draft. I will be critiqued by the all-in kid in Wall Street, Matt Medica. We can get you on the phones, too. 844-843-6879. Did you know that you can listen to this show live on the award-winning Fantasy Sports Radio Network? Listen on the iHeartRadio app, the TuneIn Radio app, 
or download the Fancy Sports Radio Network app. The Fancy Sports Radio Network is the only totally free 24-7, 365 Fancy Sports Network of its kind without a subscription. Check out YouTube Live on the Fancy Sports Network YouTube page and participate in the program in there where you can ask questions, discuss the topics with other fantasy enthusiasts, or tell everyone that you disagree. Call into your favorite show and ask your question. The number is 844-84-FNTSY. That's 844-843-6879. The Fantasy Sports Radio Network, your free fantasy source, 24 hours a day. Don Burns on the one and twos. Shout out to French Montana. It's one of the jams of 2017. Fantasy executive Corey Parson, all in kid Jake Seeley, Wall Street, Matt Medica. You already know. Fantasy football frenzy. Welcome into the Goon Squad. What's good with you? Welcome into Studio um, 34. I'll be back tonight. Tonight on the Fantasy Freestyle. I believe I'm holding it down for Dane Martinez again tonight. Yeah. Tonight on the Freestyle. Chris Ventra will get his second shot at rapping, so hopefully he does a better job. The return of the rapper. (laughs) So this this week on the Freestyle, Ventra has been a a, a terrible rapper, the GM and head coach of the Chicago Bears, an intramural cornerback, and a JV closer. So you've got, and and, and he hit Dylan Batances one time too with a baseball. I just want. I'm waiting for the tattoo. I'm waiting for the Gucci tattoo on the back. There you go. It's right gonna be there. red shirt, the number, and it's Gucci. He told me that they were building a Jimmy Garoppolo statue in Bensonhurst. So I had many fun memories of Bensonhurst growing. You know up, what's man. so funny about that? Yesterday, when the show started, when the freestyle started, started. I know that was crazy that that came out like that. <laughs> That's not what I meant. You know, the YouTube, the YouTube audience is going to get after me about that now. Um, when the freestyle started, Ventra said, shout out to Bensonhurst. So I said, shout out to Benson. Then I thought about it. I've never given a shout out. I've lived, in, I've lived in New York my whole life, and I've never given a shout out to Bensonhurst. So shout out to Bensonhurst. There you go. Still not going. <laughs> Still not going. Not um, I mean, like I said, I, it's a, it's different. I, I used to love Brooklyn. I yeah. haven't been back, and I don't see myself going back unless you know it was like a fr- a, a funeral or something. something like yeah, that. yeah. We don't want to think about those type of things. Spumoni, yes, okay. Don Burns is correct. Spumoni, I, I will go back to for the L and B Spumoni Garden. What's Spumoni it's Garden? It's not the same as it used to be. You know, different owners, but it's still there. Yeah. Uh, Sicilian Pizza. And okay. Then they had Spumoni ice cream. All right, cool. Uh, Jake, Jake, when you was living in the city, you was you was in Jersey though, right? Your family, right? When y'all was in Tri-State? Yeah, we were we were the we were the we were the sixth borough. I was over there in Munaki. Okay, very good. All right, here we go. Over by, do you ever see that special that they did on the Giants and that fire station and all that type of stuff? What, was, what channel did it come on? The special? NFL uh, Network? I think it was NFL Network. I yeah. saw it. I did, I did see that. Yeah. Well, they're t- that fire station, that's like my aunt lives like two minutes away. I, we had, Actually, my niece, or not niece, my uh, cousin's bachelorette party type thing was actually at that fire station. Oh, at the fire station. Yeah. Interesting. <laughs> what are you? I, uh, no. What are workers there? No, no. <laughs> that was interesting. All right, so let's go. Here we go. Fantasy executive, one man mock draft. But this is in your inbox, gentlemen, so you can um, critique afterwards. At one one, now this is this is pre, this is pre coaching hires. 
This is pre-free agency. This is pre-NFL draft. This is raw. So really, it's just raw. really it's, this is raw. Really, this is just an exercise, right? Because I think a lot of Ooh, stuff baby, will change. I like it raw. There you go, old dirty. <laughs> shout out, shout out to Staten Island. Shout out. That's where Matt. That's where Matt goes now. Yeah, go see Mama. Instead of, there you that's go. Really the only reason I go back there. But, yo, Venture told <laughs> you me. You know, what, Corey, he doesn't get the like he doesn't get the Biggie Tupac kind of love. Like, man, it's too bad he passed away. Type of thing. Yeah. No, he doesn't. Old Dirty. No, I wouldn't put him on that level. I, I like Old Dirty. No, no, no. I wouldn't put him on that level. I'm yeah. just saying, like, I, nobody's ever like, oh, you know what? It'd be nice if Old Dirty was still around. Nobody says that. And you never hear. I, I wish Big Pun was still alive. Yeah. A big Pun was good. <laughs> I, I still don't get why Tupac gets all this love. I, and Biggie was amazing. He was amazing. The Notorious B.I.G. was amazing. Tupac. Tupac was a great. He was a, he was a very good actor, you know, social. He was great, but I agree with you. I yeah. would take Biggie over Tupac every day. Easy. Easy money. All right, here we go. 1-1. One, one. I'm going to go Le'Veon Bell. Still think get the most work and take position scarcity into consideration as my computer gets ready to die. Interesting. 1-2, Antonio Brown. The best thing in fantasy football going. He's going to have over 150 targets again next year. He'll have probably over 157. I mean 150 receptions. 1-3. Good with that so far. 1-3, I'm going Todd Gurley. Todd Gurley at 1-3. So far, uh... So that's Lev Bell, Antonio Brown. 1-3 is Todd Gurley. The work he got this year, Sean McVay's offense, that design, we've seen the kind of talent he could be. At 1-4, I'm going to go Ezekiel Elliott. Ezekiel Elliott almost had a 1,000-yard season this year. He played in 10 games, and he had a game against the Denver Broncos where he ran for two yards. So in nine games, he ran for close to 1,000 yards. You don't have to prop up Zeke. We know. <laughs> I, I was. I, I would go David Johnson over there. Okay, I can see that. Yeah, one five. I go David Johnson. One six. I'm putting Newt back in the first round. I'm going DeAndre Hopkins at one six. One seven. We get the dynamic rookie from the New Orleans Saints, Alvin Kamara. One eight. I would go Kareem Hunt. One nine. I would go Melvin mm-hmm. Gordon. Those are kind of interchangeable to me. One ten. I go Odell Beckham. One eleven. I go Keenan Allen. 112, I go Julio Jones. All in, kid. What do you think? Peaches and cream. Show me the differences. Show me what, what would you do different right now. So I started typing mine out as you were doing it. So I would definitely take Bell, number one. And you're, this is PPR for you, correct? Yes. Uh-huh. I'm still taking five running backs before I get to Antonio Brown. People can wow. call me crazy. But like this, look, I, I went on with football diehards last night. I said the same thing. I'm sticking to my bell cow running back. I want a bell cow running back. I know Antonio Brown is unbelievably talented. And Hopkins and Brown are both inside my first round, my top 12. But I'm just, I want my running back. I just don't want to be sitting there at the end of the second round with what's going to be left at running back. So the top five for me are Bell, Gurley. I would still take David Johnson. As of today, yeah, look, David Johnson, as I said this last night too, he can slide back significantly depending on who's the quarterback, who's the coach, what the coach wants to do with him, all that type of stuff. So David Johnson, though, as of today, I would still take third. I would take, because it's PPR, I would take Kareem Hunt over Zeke. I would put Zeke at five, and then I would go Antonio Brown. And then everybody's going to call me crazy for this, but, you know, they do it every single year when it comes to rookies. I'm taking Saquon Barkley right behind, right after. It's six running back off the board. Then I'm taking DeAndre Hopkins, then Kamara, then Melvin Gordon. And then you left out LaShawn McCoy, who I would still put in the first round, mm-hmm. and then Odell Beckham. So only three wide receivers for me. Okay, I got five wide receivers. I don't know Here's about Barkley. because I didn't put Barkley because I don't know where he's at, but I can see Barkley. I don't in care the first. where he goes. Wow. I don't care where I he goes. I want to get back to that. Go ahead, man. Here's the point. Uh, when you say, like Jake said, I don't know what's going to be there at the end of the second round. Mm-hmm. And for most of the draft season, 
Two players were there at the end of the second round. Ty Gurley and DeAndre Hopkins. Hopkins. And DeAndre Hopkins. <laughs> I, 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 I'm, I'm, I'm not coming at Jake right now. No, of course I'm not. Just, yeah. I just want to point The board will be different next I year. I just want to point that out. There's going to be guys that we're going to say no and this and that. But with position scarcity. Ty Gurley, I might consider number one overall, though. I can I, see because that. Because he's young. Mm-hmm. He has an offensive that. mind like uh, McVay. So, and he, he can catch the ball as well. So, girl, well, see, that's a good point to to your previous point, Matt. That's a good one too, because you know, if we're looking at the draft next year, and depending on who ends up with Chicago and Jordan Howard's at the end of the second round, he could be that's next true. year's Todd Gurley. He's not going to be Todd Gurley, but he could be. To your point, he could be that guy that's, hey, look, he's sitting there at the end of the second round, and now I've got a top five, six running back potential on my hands. Yeah, no, look, Jordan Howard. I think the main thing he's had the problem with is you know, no quarterback. And no wide receivers. There's no talent on that offense besides him. Except, you know, Tariq Cohen, who they said they couldn't use because, you know, people knew he was going to get the ball for some reason. That's wild. Which, that was wild. That, wait, that really... wait, wait, wait. Tariq Cohen had what? Like, did he have Did he have 40, did he have 50-something receptions this year, Tariq Cohen? Or did I dream that? I think he had like 47 yeah, or something. Close. Right? Something like that. Wow, close to 50 receptions. That's crazy. Um... This is what Matt you said. Okay, Jake mentioned about the end of the second round, especially when he you had go fifty three. Wow, that's, that's you wonder who I am interested in. One of the guys I'm really interested. In. I mean, Barkley. Uh, Barkley, I do think will probably deserve to be number one. Uh, will be a first round pick. I'm taking DeAndre Hopkins ahead of him, though. I mean, okay, that's, that's mm-hmm. for sure. But the one player I think is going to be very intriguing and probably get one is going to move up a hell of a lot than we expect. It's Sonny Michelle from Georgia. Sonny was Sonny. Everybody's going to say this is the, possibly the next Alvin Kamara. I think Sonny Michelle. Sonny, Sonny, yeah. Sonny Michelle is a guy. See, that's why I actually think he could end up being overdrafted, Matt. Yeah, no, it's a very good possibility. But, I mean, if people are, are going to look to see who's this year's Alvin Kamara. Where can we get him? Or like a Kareem Hunt type kind of guy. But when you, when you make right. the, the point about the end of the second round, especially if you go with the big wide receiver early in first, Position scarcity is going to push all of the good running backs into the into the yes. into the front half of the second round. So Freeman's going to be in the second round. But look at the drop off in wide receivers after Hopkins and uh, AB. So you do get an advantage there. Yeah, that's true. But then you come back and you yeah, have so you that- have good receivers at the back end of that second. Though you can be able to live. T.Y. Hill could be back there. Well, and you can look at it either way, too. Yeah, true, too. <laughs> yeah, that's obviously. But the fact is, is like if you look at this year, if you look at the top 30 wide receivers, hell, if you even jump to the top 20 wide receivers of all these guys that were free agents, late-round picks. I mean, let's be real. Marvin Jones wasn't even 40, 40, or 50% no. owned to start the season, and he finished number five this year. And then you have Smith-Schuster and Robbie Anderson and Devontae Adams that people took later, not that late, obviously, but like Devin Funches and – uh, and Elson Aguilar. These are all top 30 wide receivers. And it's not, uh, I, I'm not disagreeing with your point about how much of a leg up the Antonio Brown DeAndre Hopkins conversation is. The, the flip side of what I'm saying is every single year, wide receiver is so deep that it's easier to find them on the waiver wire than it is to find that bell cow running back. You can find running back value, don't get me wrong, but you can't find a bell cow running back where you might find a top 15, 20 wide receiver off the waiver wire. And that's why I think the backs are going to push up. So Freeman's in the second. McCoy Shady's in the second. Um, you get the Christian McCaffrey, Leonard Fournette. It could be like 10 running backs going to, or nine. Yes, it could happen. Yeah, so interesting to see how it plays out. That's a raw look right there. When we come back, I want to um, talk to Jake about the Saquon Barkley in the first round thing. I think that's interesting because we got to know where he's going first before we put him in round number one. 
Fancy Football Frenzy on FNTSY Radio. If you're playing daily fantasy basketball on DraftKings or FanDuel this NBA season, you need to sign up for Daily Roto. Built by a team featuring millionaire maker winners and live final champions, Daily Roto's customizable projections, podcasts, strategy guides, and lineup optimizer will help you compete with the pros in a fraction of the time. Better yet, you can save 10% off using the promo code FNTSY. So go to dailyroto.com backslash premium to learn more about their product. DB, don't forget motorsport. Um, FNTSY Radio, Fantasy Football Frenzy. Getting ready to hop into this Saquon Barkley conversation. First, I need to pull up the draft order. See, I remember this is what I, when I talk about these uh, running backs going in the first round. I mean, rookie running backs. You're not really going to ever see a rookie wide receiver going in the first round of a fantasy draft unless it's like Randy Moss reincarnated. Mm-hmm. So I have a hard time seeing that happen. So, But rookie running backs, every now and then you'll see a rookie running back make an appearance in the first round of fantasy football drafts. But I think the situation has to be perfect. For example, Ryan Matthews, five, six years ago, when he was a rookie, was well regarded as a guy that can be a running back drafted in the first round of fantasy drafts. At the time, the head coach slash uh, the head coach, the guy that was calling the plays, making the moves for the San Diego Chargers was North Turner. We've seen Emmitt Smith. We've seen the great running backs. We've seen what North Turner does with running backs. He uses them to catch their three down backs. They catch the football. They get all the work on the goal line. That's what we projected Ryan Matthews to be. That's why he was a back-of-the-first-round rookie running back. If he would have stayed healthy, it could have eventually happened because Ryan Matthews could play. He just could never really stay healthy. When Ezekiel Elliott was with the Dallas Cowboys, you had the best offensive line in football getting the best running back coming into the NFL. That was easy money. situation we got brewing right now, Jake, is we do have a dynamic running back in Barkley. Is he a generational player like Gurley, like Peterson, like uh, Zeke? I don't think so. But yes. You think he's a generational running back like like Gurley and Zeke? I'm a Jake. Really? I've I've, I've said it. Look, so there's two things here. Is what I'm going to say the same thing I said last year when I said in the offseason last year that I said throughout the season. And I'm going to follow it up real quick with something that somebody else said on Twitter. I said he's the best running back coming out of college talent-wise since Adrian Peterson. And I'm going to stick by that, and I still believe it as of today. What somebody on Twitter said is, like, I wish everybody would stop comparing him to Adrian Peterson because the talent aren't, isn't the same. Adrian Peterson's not using the pass game. Like, okay, fair. What I'm saying specifically is just talent-wise, your talent level. Like, if we graded him on a 100 scale, the most talented running back since Adrian Peterson, more so than Ezekiel Elliott, it's a slim, slim, slim margin. So if, even if you want to call them even, I don't care. But similar to Ezekiel Elliott, that's the point is I don't care where he lands. Ezekiel Elliott... Elliott, I didn't care where he landed. Yes, landing with the Cowboys obviously helped him, but that helped him become a top three running back. He still would have been, and as I said, when they drafted him, or what's going into that draft is he deserved to be a first-rounder. He deserved to be a top six or seven running back. When the Cowboys drafted him, that pushed him into the top four or five discussion. Saquon Barkley deserves to be a first-rounder. He will be a top six, seven, eight running back, depending on where he lands. That might slide back to ten, or it might move up to five. He's that good. Have, have Bavona cut that up and put it in a promo. That was good analysis. See, my thing is this, though. 
you still got to look. It's, it's important. What if he lands in this place where he's going to be a part of a committee? See, that's see, nobody's he, drafting him to do that. Yeah, nobody's drafting him. I'm not buying that. I think the Bron- if the Broncos get Kirk Cousins, How do we know that they, and they get Barkley, that team is because right you there. don't draft. You didn't draft Zeke Elliott to be part of a committee. You don't draft that running back like that to draft him as a part of a committee. If you're going to invest that on him, you're not doing it as a committee. Look, mm-hmm. let's go back to the Vikings. They had Dalvin Cook fall to him. They signed Latavius Murray. Was he part of a committee to start things out? Nope. It was Dalvin Cook. When you get that kind of talent and he's better than Cook, you don't draft him and then put him in a committee. Okay, so. The- Cleveland Browns had the fourth, the first, and the, they got the Cleveland Browns have two of the top five mm-hmm. picks. If Saquon Barkley is a Cleveland Brown, Hugh Jackson, Owen forever, Hugh Jackson, Duke Johnson still there, Isaiah Crowell could possibly still be there. I think Crow's the hell out of there. Okay, yeah, Crow's gone. I, I get that. Okay, I'm sorry. So DJJ is there, son. So DJJ and Barkley. So I do think if that was the case, Barkley is a fantasy bell cow. But that's still the Owen nothing Hugh Jackson Cleveland Browns. Don't care. He's a first round pick with that team. I, I think so. Oh, but put it this way: hopefully they take Mika Fitzpatrick, and the Denver Broncos get Barkley. They've they've already signed Kirk Cousins. They have that defense. And, yeah, Barkley's definitely the first-round pick then. Let's talk, Corey, let's just talk about that. Even in standard, Duke Johnson was 21st this year. That's crazy. Duke Johnson was 21st in standard. That's wild right there. DJ with a big year. All right, so here we go. The New York, the offensive line, talent, the talentless offensive lineman of the New York Giants can make what Saquon Barkley is a first-round fantasy pick playing behind a talentless New York Giant offensive line. 100%, but they're not getting them anyway. Yeah. I mean, look, if the Giants, I guess the Giants got to go for the quarterback. They set themselves up. But I, if if I'm a Giant fan, I want Barkley. All right. The Indianapolis Colts, another team with offensive line issues. Thousand percent. Thousand percent. He would be a bell cow. He would Frank be a bell Gore, cow. Just by playing 16 games, was RB1. Last year and RB one last year and a high end RB two this year just by playing sixteen games. Yeah, I mean, I'm telling you, you're, you're overrating the teams. You got to think that like, Frank Gore is actually the perfect comparison. He all he's doing is playing sixteen games and being consistent, and he's finishing as an RB one or an RB two. You put somebody like Barkley's talent, who's going to be the bell cow on any team out there. It doesn't matter if the offensive line is that bad. Like any offensive line is better than what he's going to see in college. And yes, it's going to be tougher with the defense he's facing, but it's not going to matter if he's getting twenty touches per game. Especially if Andrew Luck is healthy. Yeah, well, yeah, that <laughs> too. I don't think that's going to be possible. <laughs> Matt, Matt, a new if he's a New York Jet, if he's a New York, the Jets take him at six. He's a first. That round. might be the best case scenario so far. But go ahead. Man. I mean, I'd go like ahead, him. Matt. I'd like him in Denver. But yeah, the Jets take him. He's, I don't. I just think it's going to be based on touches and stuff. Yeah. He's going to get the touches per game. I, that's what I look. How many, you know, add the carries and the receptions. He can catch the ball. I mean, the dude can return kicks. I don't want to see him returning kicks, though. You know? No, no, no. We don't want him returning <laughs> kicks in, in, in the pros because you can get hurt doing that. Tampa Bay look Buc- at Jamal Williams with his issues and the, the amount of touches he's getting with Brett Hundley at quarterback and what he did. See, that's, that's why I say 
you have to look at the situation he's going to before you invest a, a, a first round. No, pick no, no. On that's him. what I'm saying. That 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 situation was not good. That offensive line, proof positive of how many issues that offensive line has, is when Aaron Rodgers started to play that game, and the fact that it caused them to lose that game is because he had no time in the pocket, couldn't find Jordy Nelson because Jordy Nelson can't separate anymore. That offensive line's had issues this entire season. Behind that poor of an offensive line, with Jamal issues, Jamal Williams issues of being Trent Richardson at times and running to the back of his offensive lineman, still was putting up over 100 yards per game, touchdowns on a regular basis because he was getting 20 to 25 touches per game. And he makes he it's ma- myth. It's myth. Like we talked, volume, volume, volume. But it's still, and when you're that kind of talent, mm-hmm. yeah, no, the talent that on there too. Okay, so hell, Corey, Corey, you tell me, Darius Geis, or uh, I'm trying to think somebody. Uh, you know, I'm not a huge Nick Chubb fan, but if you if you guaranteed me Nick Chubb was going to get 20 touches per game, he would be a fringe RB one. It's just about the volume, and these kids are all t- – this draft class it's, is better than last year's yo, the, draft yo, class. The, it is so much talent coming in to the NFL at the running back position. These are good young running backs. Bills got multiple picks in the first uh, three rounds. There you go. Carry on Johnson, the Nick Chubb, Sony Michelle. Wait for the third round. What's the kid in Stanford? Uh, Darius Geis in LSU. What's the kid at Stanford? Love. Bryce yeah, Love. Bryce Love. Um, uh, Damian Harris. It's a lot of good running back talent coming into the NFL. I just before I start assigning fantasy slots, I do want to see the situation that they're in. We got Dalvin Cook coming back. Well, here's one of the things year. too. We Dalvin about, Cook's still a beast. Let's not forget about him. We talk about teams waiting yeah. to the third round now in the draft because the running backs are so deep and stuff. Team needs pay. I, I think if if you're astute and you're you're an NFL franchise. You saw teams trading up to get Cook. Kamara lasted to the third round. I think teams are going to do their due diligence to not make that happen again. So, And even like a Kareem Hunt. Maybe there's guys now, as the front offices get more spotter, use more of the sabermetrics type kind of things. I don't know if these guys are going to last as long. All right, here we go. All right, so let's do this since we're talking running backs. There were 12 <clears throat> running backs, <clears throat> excuse me, gentlemen, with over 70 targets last year. 12 running backs with over 70 targets in 2017. We'll go one by one. Don't nobody cheat. Hey, Don, hey, right quick. I, something's on my mind. I got to wait, wait, wait a minute. Don, is, is Nando downstairs? Don Burns. No, he's not. Okay, so I, somebody remind me to get back in touch with to get in touch with Nando before I go home today. Um, So, yeah, 12 running backs with over 70 targets in the passing game. There's like three or four to pop right into my mind. All right, so go, give, me, give me one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll go with CMC. Just throw that. Christian McCaffrey. He, he's like probably third. <clears throat> he was number one with 113 targets. Oh, yeah, 113 targets. 113 targets for CMC. Receptions. Uh, who's next, Jake? Kamara. Alvin Kamara is third with 101 targets. <clears throat> Lev Bell. Le'Veon Bell is second with 106 targets. Todd Gurley. Todd Gurley is six with 87 targets. Todd Gurley had 87 targets. I believe Todd Gurley had like 60 receptions. That's crazy. DJJ, Duke Johnson Jr. had 93 targets. How many are we doing? 12. 12? Mm Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. LaShawn McCoy. LaShawn McCoy had 77 targets. There's still like two more that are in my head now. 
Sean Shady had 77 targets. Melvin Gordon? Matt. Melvin Gordon yeah, had 83 targets. 83 targets for Melvin more, Gordon. For sure. Melvin Gordon's a first rounder, in my opinion, in fantasy football. Yeah, if you're Anthony yeah. Lynn offense, yeah. why would you not go mm-hmm. back to that? Yeah. So I was waiting for it. was Melvin Gordon. The other one was going to say it was Carlos Hyde. Carlos Hyde, 88 targets. Kareem Hunt on the list? Kareem Hunt is not on the list. Well, he had that you know, when, they oh, stopped, when they stopped. First strike. When they stopped. Uh, when they went away from success. Yes, exactly. <laughs> when they went to the, the shovel pass era. <laughs> how, many, how many do we have left, Corey? So far we have one, two, three, four left. I'll go with Kamara's teammate. Kamara's teammate is one of them. Mark Ingram had 71 targets. Still got three more to go. Don't look him up in the break. Fancy I know f- one of them. Give me that one right quick. Hey. Tariq Cohen, because we just mentioned him. There you go right there. Tariq Cohen had 71 targets. I don't know the other two. This is going to be tough. And it's two more left. We'll let you know who they are when we come back. Fancy Football Frenzy on FNTSY Radio. Playing daily fantasy basketball this year? Consider Daily Roto your go-to resource. Whether you play on DraftKings or FanDuel, Daily Roto's customizable projections, podcasts, strategy guides, and lineup optimizer will help you compete with the pros in a fraction of the time. With a team featuring millionaire maker winners and live final champions, there's no better place to get your NBA DFS content. Better yet, you can save 10% using the promo code FNTSY. So go to dailyroto.com premium and learn more about our awesome product. Thought you had a better one than this, DB. It's not DB. This is Mike Florio, Buffalo Bill fan. Mike Florio. Shout out to Mike Florio. Shout out to Mike Florio. Shout out to Bill's Mafia. Shout out to Bessonhurst. <laughs> will, will Mike Florio be throwing Frank Stanfield to a table this weekend? Oh, what's going on, Florio? How are you going to spend uh, your your Buffalo Bills day? There's actually a Bills bar uh, in my neighborhood. I'm probably going to go there. Really. Must be a lonely place most Sundays. In Believe January. it or not, it's pretty, it gets pretty crazy. Fire. <laughs> I know, right? We like. He was like, I went to the bathroom and you wouldn't believe what I saw. <laughs> Bills Mafia Worldwide unite. You know what I'm saying? We, Enjoy we, it. We do need to do a, a show from Orchard Park. Sitting yeah. Sitting, have like our own RV, watching Gabe just go wild. <laughs> yeah. We just have like a go cam on Gabe. Put a GoPro on Gabe <laughs> yeah. and see what happens. All right. So we last left off. <laughs> Discussing, oh. <laughs> we last left off discussing running back targets. The twelve running backs had over seventy targets. I so, got one guess, but uh, I don't know if it's going to make. Hold on one second. Let me go, go ahead. Recap because right I, quick. Uh, Christian yeah, McCaffrey, Le'Veon Bell, Alvin Kamara, Duke Johnson, Carlos Hyde, Todd Gurley, Melvin Gordon, Lashawn McCoy have all been named. Tariq Cohen, Tariq Cohen, Mark Ingram have been named. Number nine and number twelve are who is remaining. Maybe he's 12 because he was so good, and then, you know, his time came and went. Uh, I think you might be on to something. James White. James White had 72 targets. He, he, was, number, he was number nine. Wow. James White. Nine. I thought he was James, in 12. No, he's not wow. 12. Wow. So, I mean, he was so good. Yeah. And for, then, you know, Burkhead came back. And and then, the, then it became the, the, the – then, then he became – the guy that got left with no chair left. <laughs> he I would not. I would not have got that. Good guess or good good pick, man. Yep, Jimmy White was uh the was ninth with seventy two targets. 
All in, kid. It is one more. Uh, it's, I actually forgot that we were even doing this. I was texting. Uh, <laughs> G- I was gonna, Giovanni Bernard? Giovanni Bernard had 60 targets. Ooh, that, that, that wasn't a big so, Giovanni Bernard and Buck is, Allen had 12? 60 targets. No, he's not 12. Kareem Hunt yeah. had uh, 63 targets. I'm trying targets. to think of pass catching back. The 12th guy. The only guy I can think of right now. He had The 12th guy had 71 targets. The 12th guy. The 12th and final is, guy. Is he a Is he a lion? He is a Detroit Lion. Theo wow, made it. There you go. Wow. Theo yeah. Riddick. Seventy. He had enough neither. Seventy-one targets for Theo Riddick in, uh, in the passing game. It's well, a shame. obviously not in the kicking game. Theo Riddick should have been featured more on that team. What happened to Theo Riddick this year? Wait, let's let's look. Let's, let's, mm, the, the usage for the Lions. They tried to yeah. make Amir Abdullah a yeah, thing. That's just the whole thing. They they tried making Amir Abdullah a thing and. Which when the, look, I'm a, it's, he shouldn't be just the only back out there all the time, but he should get, I don't know. Hold on one second. Son, he, he had 84 carries for 2 for 286 yards. <laughs> <laughs> That's, not a That's like a game and a half for Ezekiel Elliott <laughs> on much less carries. Not a strong point carrying the football. Mm-hmm. 53 receptions for 444 yards, and he played in just about every game. I wonder why they went away from him this year. Yeah. That's right. He's 100% right. They tried forcing. They were like, look, this is and this is the year we have to make it happen. With, uh, and once again, it didn't happen. All right. Yeah, I think he had one 100-yard game, though, right? Abdullah, didn't he get like a 100-yard Early game? in the season. I was on him a little bit coming into the season. No, I was worried that I wasn't on him, and I got him in that one league. Yeah. I was like, you know what? Good thing the rest of the leagues didn't happen. Rookie running backs. Oh, a thing. Running back's going to be – people are going to be starting drafts, running back, running back again in 2018. Oh, it's, no, it's, I mean like – I'm not going to go two of them. I'll get me a bell cow, and then I'm getting my wide receivers. Gundy said that pretty much the talk about uh, – talk around trendsetters is like 22 out of the first 28 picks are running back. This is in a PPR league, the NFFC, which is like, you know, wide receiver, pass catching back. I mean, the pass catching back is what, which, what you really want, in my opinion. I mean, the guy that who is the bell cow – that catches the passes. And those, t- if I'm a top seven picks, you're going, if Mark Ingram's still there, you're taking Kamara over Hunt again? No. No, I'm not. I'm with Jake on that. Yeah, I probably I, would I go I think Hunt. everybody's going Kamara, but if Ingram is still there. But, but don't wait a minute. I know <laughs> I, now I know you're going to, I know both of y'all going to say I'm stone crazy, but did, mind you, the co- we all talking about Andy Reid. Spencer Ware has not been let go. He has not been released. Please, Spencer. He's, he, he, he profiled as a fullback. I wasn't worried about Spencer Ware when he had the job. But you wasn't taking him in the first round. I was either. taking him in the sixth, though. And the sixth is different than the first. Okay, well, then he moved up. I mean, then people... When Ware he got was hurt. in the second round. Ware was still a thing. Yeah. Ware had a higher ADP than him. He went to the him. fourth... He went to the fourth, yep. then he went to the second, then he had that week one where you could still draft. Yeah. It was like one one, because people could use if, those points. And if you remember, Corey, Matt, and I the entire offseason kept saying Hunt should be going in front of Spencer Ware. No, this is true, I mean, but it's about I mean, stop touches. saying that. About, as long as you get touches, I can. And see, that's my concern with Kamara. Like, if, if to your point, if they, if he still shared a backfield, and what he did is undeniably impressive. He was amazing this year. 202 total touches. Todd Gurley had 279 rushes. That's yeah, crazy. And uh, what did he have, 11 touchdowns? He had like 
Yeah. Zero end zone targets. 13. 13 touchdowns. 13 touchdowns. Not saying he can't. I think he can be a bell cow. I mean, I, I think he yeah. could do that job. I just don't think Peyton's ever going to have it where even if they get rid of Ingram, where it's just going to be Kamara. That's is he, never, a, fa- is he a fantasy? Never, is he a fantasy bell cow? I think he can be a fantasy bell cow. In, Kamara, in, yeah. In, in, in the right situation. You know, in the, if, if Ingram leaves. There will be another running back there, at least one, maybe two. That's how Peyton's done it in his whole career. But, but I, I'm going to go with Hunt. is even if they bring in somebody that's subpar to, to Ingram. Like, as long as he's the usage he was getting last year, but a little bit of a bump, like he can get him to, like, 225, and I think he's a fantasy bell cow. I think it was Mike Clay who said it. So I'm pretty sure it was him. But pretty much, I think he had, when, he had, when he had 11 touchdowns, he pretty much, you know, should have had four touchdowns based on – Based on the usage that he yeah. had and stuff like that, so that's, that's look. Right. He is, so you have the you have the Tevin Coleman Falcons concern. Yeah, but okay. I, I still think you know if they if they get rid of Ingram, then yeah, then you maybe then they maybe, maybe they're gonna get Tevin Coleman. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what Tevin Coleman's situation is. Maybe they go get him. Is Christian McCaffrey a fantasy bell cow? No, I would say not. I would say not, but if he's going to get the same volume, I'll take him at the end of the second round. He'd be. Okay. Oh, I would too, in PPR only. Yeah, yeah, PPR. I mean, you you can't do that. And he should get more rushes next year. I think he – I'm not saying he's a guy that should run the ball 20 times a game. But I I don't see why he can't get 10 to 12 rushes. If if Carlos Hyde is back in San Fran with Gucci, do you worry about Hyde's usage next year? I, I think you have to be. Yeah, yeah, you have to, but to the point where I don't really want to fool with him. Because a lot of what Hyde no, no, no. did. This, I, I would like him because that offense is going to be better and you yeah, get more touchdowns. Touch 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 you just have to downgrade I, him in PPR. See, I want. I, I think the I think the 59 reception saved Hyde this year. I don't think Hyde's coming back just from all this with, with Shanahan. I mean, he, he said, he said that my, He said that Matt Breda and Carlos Hyde are the same. I don't believe that. To be no, honest. I don't believe that. Yeah, you got Breda and you got Joe Williams coming off the injury, and maybe they jump back out there with the – I mean, this – like I said, the NFL teams are going to be getting talent in the fifth and sixth round of this draft this year. Joe pound the table Williams, remember him? Remember him? <laughs> maybe, maybe his time is coming. They were cutting Carlos Hyde. They were cut Carlos Hyde for Joe Williams. That, I, I always say, I called that out. I know it was somebody who's respected around and all that. I said it was horse crap. Well, we all said that was one. stupid. Same with the Dion Lewis one. Yeah. Well, yeah, the, the guy Dion Lewis, they would never, yeah, that was the thing. They were never cutting him because the, the town's there, and he was, he was getting paid peanuts. Yep, he was, getting, he, was, he was going. He was for the. He was on the cheap. I like. I, I want. I but want people Carlos. were running with that Carlos Hyde thing. Here's my. You know, people always say, "What did you learn from 2017 and apply to 2018?" And for fans, you know, talk about the quarterbacks and drafting more to quarterback team. Like, here's the one thing I'll take as like a broader scope is I'm ignoring more beat writers next year. It's about time to start doing that. Remember remember two years ago, uh, Marvin Jones Jr. is going to be the Detroit Lions number one wide receiver. Every single beat right in Detroit said that. But that's Marvin Jones Jr. is a guy you really have to think about because two years ago he was a fourth, fifth round pick. Last year he was a nine ten, and now he's back in that fourth, fifth. I want some Marvin Jones Jr. next year. I don't know if I'm gonna pay the fourth round price price. for him. Yeah. I want him. Yeah. In, I want him in six. Seven. Acquisition cost means everything. Yeah. Hell, especially if the Lions are one of the teams that has one of these running backs in this draft class as a yeah. bell cow. Mm-hmm. It's the Buccaneers need one. Maybe the Buccaneers should sign Hyde. What do you think about Hyde on the Buccaneers? I like Hyde to go to the Buccaneers. I can see him with the Giants if they have a quarterback yeah. and stuff. I mean, they don't have a quarterback. Let him catch passes. 
I don't think they're done with figuring out what. I think Wayne Gallman's got more to offer than people realize. Well, but what about the finish Darkwa had? I mean, you should say if you want to talk about the running backs they have right now. Or is that just, you know. Yeah, he's you too much put, of like, a baseball, plotter, though, September? most games. Yeah. Hmm. That's basically that's well for that. Both teams are kind of checking out. The Redskins defense had nothing left. The Redskins defense, the Redskins and the Giants were the two most in, injured reserve teams in the league, and the Redskins defense had nothing left. And you know, great for Darko, but he's done that before. Dark, look, let's be real. A mediocre, and I think you agree with this, Matt. Mediocre running back talents in the NFL, if you played them sixteen games, are going to have two or three big games. Oh yeah, no, I totally agree with that. Like you said, even if you're not. You even know, Sam P. Even Ryan had just good, and you just get the right? <laughs> P. Ryan's better than that. <laughs> you get the sixteen games if you can stay healthy, play all sixteen games. Frank Gore, yeah. there you go. I agree with that. All right, getting ready to uh, wrap it up, everybody on YouTube Live, FNTSY channel on YouTube. Go Bills! Thanks for thanks for rocking with us uh, once again this week. Actually, we appreciate you. Had some good spirited conversations and debate in the in the YouTube chat today, so we like to see that. Uh, you want to get a last-minute phone call in, telephone lines open, 844-843-6879. Wild card weekend, in the, NFL. Up Wild card weekend in the NFL. So there you go right there. Got those games on deck. I'm looking forward to the, N- the NFC race is wide, wide open. But today was about Bill's Mafia. Bill's Mafia, pet rally. We send the boys off to Jacksonville. Where, 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 where's bad weather at in Jacksonville? <laughs> <laughs> Have you ever wanted to have a fantasy expert in the palm of your hand? Or better yet, in the pocket of your khakis? Well, check it out. Now you can. It's the Fantasy Sports Radio Network app. Download it now to your phone. We promise no weird viruses, no strange tracking things. Just 24 hours a day, seven days a week of pure fantasy knowledge dropping all over your head. It's the Fantasy Sports Radio Network app. Stop being a weirdo and streaming it online. Get it on your phone. Take it with you everywhere you go. Twenty-one Savage to end the day. Well, to end the morning. I think I'm gonna be doing just about every show on the channel today. I'll be back later on tonight for uh, uh, DFS lineup lock. We'll be talking football tonight. Uh, with light not doing on target. Yeah, I'm not. No, I'm not doing on target. Um, so then, then they. I, I, got, I got you covered, Jake. Then the eight, I got. Uh, Fantasy no at seven I got fantasy freestyle me and Ventra Ventra this is redemption night for Ventra as he's going to drop he's going to drop his uh sixteen tonight so hopefully that works he out he may okay. get excommunicated if he fails <laughs> he might be pushed out of the Italian uh, yeah, society <laughs> and then and then from nine to eleven it'll be um what you call it old school so we got that and then I got that then I got to go to a birthday party after that and you know what I hate the most about this time of year wearing boots Matt boots are so heavy on my feet. But you for it safety. It depends on what kind of boot. Yeah, like the boots I'm wearing today. Yeah, I kick a door down with them and yeah. they go through the snow. Yeah, you know after you got to walk a lot of blocks, it starts getting a little it's heavy. On but your that's feet. why you got to get those Dr. Scholl's. Yeah, it's good for you. Good stuff. Um, coming up a little bit later on, 4 p.m. Eastern on Target Fantasy. Jake, Joe, and Chris. That'll be a good time. Um, and then uh, you got Red Heat and Rage, the fantasy football best friends forever. They come up next. Okay, Matt. You think they'll be talking about Justin Timberlake's new album dropping? They probably will spend a little bit of time on JT, on Justin Timberlake. Shout out to Justin Timberlake. Oh, 
Are we picking the other three games? I'm about to, that's what I'm getting to right now. <laughs> oh, nice, nice. Uh, Matt Medica, give me your give me your winners this week. Uh, winners will be Carolina, the Rams. Uh, let's go Buffalo with the hell. Yeah, and Kansas City. Yeah, Bills Mafia. <laughs> what do we got, Jake? Kansas City and the opposites. Kansas City Falcons, Jaguars, Saints. Interesting. I am going to go with. The Jacksonville Jaguars, the Kansas City Chiefs, this is kind of chalk, the New Orleans Saints, and what I think is going to be a very entertaining football game. And last but not least, I'm going to go with the uh, Los Angeles Rams and a close one over the Falcons. I think the NFC games are going to be phenomenal football games. I think games. One, of the big, one of the bigger favorites gets knocked off. And I don't think it's in Kansas City. You think it's the Rams? No, the no. No, set up oh. <laughs> I'm just teasing you. <laughs> oh, boy. No, look, I'm being optimistic here. I'm yeah. being optimistic. It's going to be uh, a very challenging chore to take down Jacksonville with that defense and an unhealthy uh, if you, if they had, If they had Shady, Jake, how much better was you, oh, you, I think I asked you this question yeah. already. You said yeah, 20%. You asked this question. Yeah. 20%. Yeah. I would have gave them like a 35% chance. If, they had, if, if Shady Close was. Close to 40. If Shady was around. Yeah, because I, I, I think they got some playmakers on defense, too, that could, you know. Let me ask around. He's going to play. Shout out to LaShawn McCoy. Yeah, shout out to Shady. He's had a hell of a career. He ain't he's only not, 29. He's not done yet, man. No, but I'm saying, well, for, up, for, up to this point. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he's really put up some nice numbers. No, he has. I don't think he is. He is, is he a border, will he be a borderline Hall of Famer? I think so. I mean, look, He's look, probably already at the conversation right now. Yeah, yeah Wow. And like you said, he's going to be 30 years old. And hell, if Terrell Davis's dumb three-year run could That's get him ridiculous. in the Hall of Fame. When I see dudes like Terrell Davis in the Hall of Fame that had, like you said, Jake, three good seasons, Terrell Davis is in the Hall of Fame because Terrell Davis is an analyst on the NFL Network. That's why he's in the Hall of Fame. I don't think that's any, they put their guys won, in. They won a Super Bowl. <laughs> they, yeah, yeah, winning I Super told Bowl. you, Corey, you know, who had a, you know who had a better three-year run by the numbers? Who's that? Tiki Barber. Hey, there you go. They're not going to put him in. Doesn't deserve crazy. to be in the Hall of Fame. I forget who tweeted this yesterday, but AP's like best three years weren't top ten in uh, like in, in fantasy. It's pretty really? Crazy. Yeah, I, I took the picture of it actually. That's wow. That's how impressed I was by it. Hmm. Um, I still like the one where they talked about Todd Gurley and it was still a hundred points short of Latavius Thompson. <laughs> wow. Let me see. What does this say right here? AP's top three PPR years not even top ten in fantasy history. Wow. Right? Isn't that a little shocking? Yeah, that is a little shocking. Right? It doesn't surprise me that well, much, especially if you're going to talk PPR. Yeah, that's yeah. What it is. Yeah. yeah, I mean, but you, you and just standard think. it probably is. Yeah, look at Priest Holmes. Priest Holmes used to get it done. <laughs> Priest Holmes. Priest Holmes was in that middle that Priest Holmes, Larry Johnson, nonstop Kansas City Chiefs stuff that they had going on for a couple of years. People been going back to Kansas City running backs ever since then. That's why I don't like I mean, you, everything else. And then in Kansas City with an Andy, Andy Reid, and then Andy Reid got senile for a few weeks. And <laughs> got his play call taken away from him. Let me tell you something, Andy Reid. You going to take your team to the Super Bowl this year? Shout out to Matt Forte. He's on this list. Matt oh, Forte. Matt Forte. Matt Forte. That's one year when Matt Forte was a beast. He was running the best backs in the league. Matt Forte, real talented. Did he dude. catch a hundred? He yeah. might have caught. He might at least ninety something. Matt Forte, three forty six, three forty three. All right, all right. So there we go, right there. Fancy yep, football. Yep, hundred and two. Caught hundred and two passes. Make sure you stay tuned right here, and then, of course. 
4 p.m. Eastern time on Target Fantasy Football. Jake, Joe, and Chris. Fantasy Football friends, did we out? Have a good weekend.